It's a Victory Tuesday edition of the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Browns win, beat the Rappers on to New Orleans. But what should we be thinking about for the coaching situation moving forward? Lots of fantasy football and betting tips, too. Let's get the show underway. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. 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 There you go, people. Let's go. I don't care how it looked. I don't care if it was cold, wet, 13 to 3. You beat the Ravens by 10 points. You beat them by 10 points. By any means necessary. I love it. We're going to be giving out our dog bones. Anybody in the dog house, like I said, get ready for a fantasy football playoffs. Lots to get to there. We'll have my under-the-wire waiver wire pickups get you set for those fantasy football playoffs and some best plays for your DFS contest. And, of course, some betting tips as well as, uh, boy, there are a ton of injuries. But we're feeling good. We got we got the mug going, baby. We're, we're doing well. And I'm going out to Cleveland, Ohio. My guy, Dave DiNatale from WKYC Sports in Cleveland, the TV mecca out there. Dino, how's it going, buddy? Andy, yes, yes. Everybody feels better on a Victory Tuesday. And, uh, you know, fans need to remember, listen, at the end of the day, they don't give out style points in the NFL. They just give out wins and losses. And, yeah, it wasn't pretty. At one point, I think I tweeted the game was drunk. But at the end of the day, uh, the Browns did what they had to do. And and the fact that, you know, in a season that could have been a runaway train, this this team still had some grit and some fire out there on, on Saturday uh, said a lot. And that's it. said a lot about the coaching staff, but said a lot about the players. Absolutely. Folks, make sure you're clicking the notifications bell there. Click subscribe. Give us a follow on Twitter. Vote in the poll at SigPodBrowns, at AndyMC81, and on Instagram as well, at AndyMCSports. And Dave, you, you said it right there. If you look at how the Ravens won, they're winning 16 points, 10 points. It doesn't matter. The style points don't matter. It matters that guess what? Well, they're 9-5. and five. The Browns did a, a, a blasting blow to their division hopes and playoff you know, drive. That just feels good because I don't know about you, like the Steelers we hate, but I like half sort of respect them. Baltimore stole our, those are our Super Bowls, man. Those are, those are our Super Bowls. So I love it when we can beat them. Oh yeah. Whenever you can beat the Ravens, there's just Ooh. a, there's a special feeling. It's, it, it, it means every bit more. And, and to the, the way kind of thing, listen, I don't have any love for the Cincinnati Bengals, but mm. to, to, to provide a, a means to which the Ravens would drop out of first place. Okay. That's fine too. That that take, works for me. Let's take and that's boy, it, it just makes those unnecessary losses earlier in the year hurt that much more. Because Dave and Matt, we're not going to live in the what ifs, but for a moment we will. The Jets game, the Falcons, the Chargers. You win one of those, you're in legitimate wild card place. You win one, and you should have won two, probably three. Yeah. And you know, is that that's where we're at? We're not there. But boy, just a, a level of disappointment from what could have been. You are what your record is, everybody always says. And yeah. and I mean, I think if you look at the Browns and everything they've gone through this season and what they've had to, um, 
the identity they've had to take while they were waiting for Deshaun Watson to, to be done with his suspension. Uh, this is about, I think if you're a realistic, this was about a 500 team. And I think you're right. I think you, you, you should feel like that Jets game should have been a victory. And, I, and I'm with you. I think the Falcons game certainly could have been a win at Chargers as well. Um, but, but this is the reality of the situation. Uh, while the, the mathematics say playoffs are, are, you know, still possible. I mean, it's it's going to be difficult because a lot of those teams you mentioned that the Browns could have and should have beaten are the teams that are ahead of them in the wild card race. Yeah. So I, I think if you're if you're looking at these last three games, starting with New Orleans on Saturday, you're looking to just see the 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 progression continue. You're looking to see Deshaun Watson's comfort with this offense continue and you know, boy, if, if you can finish the season nine and eight, winning four in a row, five of your last six, that probably not good enough to get to the playoffs because of the log jam, but that's sure going to make you feel a lot better about yourself going into this offseason and planning and preparing for a full year with Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. In conversation with Dave Dinatale, senior digital content producer and host at WKYC TV. All right, Dino, let's give out some dog bones and put people in the doghouse. Let's go. All right. So who are we giving dog bones the positive to? I think if we start on defense, Tyler Huntley or not, I don't care. You still, uh, you still held them to three points. Um, I got to give a dog bone to Miles Garrett and definitely to Denzel Ward, who nearly had two picks. Yeah, one, nearly two. I mean, let's let's remember Miles Garrett is playing essentially on one arm. I mean, yeah. he, that shoulder is, is is basically not functioning for him. He's probably going to need surgery when the year's over. So the fact that he can still carry you through certain points of a game like he did Saturday, amazing. Uh, I'll I'll throw one also for for JJ three John Johnson the third. Uh, I thought he played um, very well. You know, I know he got banged up towards the end of the game, but uh, I thought he played well, forced a turnover, and uh, has been acting more and more, I think, like the captain of the defense that we thought the, the Browns were going to get when they brought him in. I definitely agree. Um, I loved as well. I think dog bones, you know, we got to give it to the coaching staff. We dump on them when they're not good. I think we got to give them credit. You used Jacoby Brissett for an actual sneak, an act of hallelujah, yay, did that. Ran the ball. Let's look at the, the distribution here. 21 carries for Nick Chubb, four for Kareem Hunt, six by Deshaun Watson. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson throwing the ball under 30 times, 28 times. And in this stage in his development, if you can keep under that 30, I think that's kind of the sweet spot, meaning you're not pushing too much, putting too much on him. Correct. And, and you know, you, especially in December and in and, and, and Cleveland, you know, you want to be a running team. You want to be you know, having that, you'd like to have the 50-50 distribution, but maybe more like 52-48, 53-47 run to pass. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. As we said at the open, I, I just think so many times we've, we've watched the Browns in this situation where they're essentially out of the playoff chase or they're out of the playoff chase and teams just run over them in December and it, it just becomes, uh, let's look ahead to the NFL draft. Uh, that's not the type type of team I saw on Saturday. Um, I saw a team that was gritty, determined, 
and, and played hard. And uh, Tyler Hunley for Lamar Jackson or not, um, you give the coaching staff a ton of credit. And, you know, now all of a sudden you, you sit there and you go, boy, Joe Woods is making a better case than I think three run. weeks ago uh, about his chances to maybe keep his job. Yeah, and, and to their credit, they play their division rivals very well, very strong, very well. Um, and it was strange because when you look at what the Ravens did, like, you know, almost 200 yards on the ground, the Ravens pulled a Stefanski Browns game set where they went away from their strength for some reason. It was bizarre. I'll take it. I, I, it's, I, I'm glad. But that was a very un-Harbaugh, un-Raven-like type of um, getting away from what they were doing well. Yeah, two things that I thought Harbaugh really erred on on Saturday. One was his clock management down at the end of the first half. And the second was the the idea that uh, you needed to beat the Browns through the air. I, I, I just didn't understand that. I mean, Dobbins had been so successful and, and Edwards. Um, why go away from that? Thank you very much. You know, the, the, the Christmas gifts in the mail, John, but yeah. I, I don't really understand what the, the thinking and the rationale behind that, but um, it, it really played to the Browns strengths. They were playing in tighter coverage. And you mentioned with Denzel Ward and enabled Ward to make play. Emerson played really well. I thought I like again, and, and Johnson uh, came up with a turnover. He was averaging J.K. Dobbins was averaging a first down a carry. 9.6 yards, a, a first down every time he touched the football, and they went away from it. Bizarre, wonderful, all at the same time. We'll take it. Now, to the doghouse. Uh, Justin Tucker, also greatest kicker of all time, also missed two kicks. However, Cade York, uh, where where are you at? He's he's in my doghouse. Is he in yours? Is anybody else? Yeah, out to you? yeah you know, you have. You, there's a reason why the Browns drafted him. You know, you want a kicker that is going to be able to, to 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 do the work in any element, any situation, day, night, cold, you know, indoor, outdoor, yeah. windy, not windy. And Andy, I got to tell you, the, the one kick that just you know looked like one of my golf shots off the left. I think he yeah. slipped. I, I do think I was. I went back and DVR'd it a couple times and watched it. I think he slipped with his left plant foot. But mm. that all said aside, you know, you, you got to do better. I mean, the, the Browns need to be able to uh, when they get inside the the forty to the thirty five yard line of the opponent, you know, feel like they can they can put up field goals. And York has just been a little too inconsistent. Um, and it's funny, you know, Chase McLaughlin kicked five field goals for the Colts uh, over, over the weekend. And I, I thought the Browns fans were kind of lamenting that. But um, that's going to be one thing, I think, in the offseason that, you know, if you're evaluating special teams and Mike Prefer, the special teams coordinator of the Browns, you have to look at that, that mm-hmm. you know, from a kicking perspective, did the Browns get better? Did they get worse? Yeah, I've argued a little bit more to the negative side. So, yeah, I, I would say a kicking game uh, would be doghouse, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and to the special teams credit, they did block a field goal too. So that's – but I 100% agree. Uh, it, it's just a case of, okay, I guess you let them work through it and, and try because we've been on such a cycle of kickers. It's just never – like, I guess – I don't know. I would tell – I would honestly fly Phil Dawson in like this week and be like, yo, this guy knows. Apparently Kate York talked to him, you know, when he got drafted, bring Phil in. Yep. Uh, 
tell him, look, this guy, remember, Dino, we, we all remember that Buffalo snow globe game where he aimed it like outside to the left of mil- and then it zinged back in because he got it figured out. Like, you got to do something with this guy because the weather is going to be much worse this weekend. Yeah, I mean, there, we're talking for Saturday winds. You know, I, 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 I work at a TV station and, and you know, we're, you know, we're on, on Stormwatch. Uh, we could see winds gusting to 50 to 60 miles an hour during the course of the game on Saturday. And me and, and, you know, and it's on the lakefront, so it's even worse. Um, yes. it, it's going to be difficult to do anything in the air, whether it's throwing or kicking. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I would bring in Phil Dawson if I could, um, for a, a tutorial again, if you ever want, if you, you've been at first energy stadium, always look for that, the little, not, not the big flag and where it's yeah. blowing that little teeny tiny orange flag, the Dawson flag. Um, and, and that was always his indicator of how the winds were blowing. That thing could be blowing off of the staff by by game time on Saturday. Yeah, it, it could be absolutely wild. So hopefully a heavy dose of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Run, run, and run some more. Easy, as, uh, e- easy peasy. Easy, run run know, the don't, damn don't ball, hard. as they say, Dino. Run the, run the, run the damn ball. Uh, so we'll see. Hey, we got the good win there. Want to ask your poll question advice. We'll talk a bit about the Saints and get you out of here. Uh, Got a poll question up now on Twitter at SickPodBrowns at AndyMC81. And of course, you can follow follow Dave at Dino Cleveland on Twitter. Question is this. So Browns win. We, we always question the coaches' um, relevance and, and where they should or shouldn't be after a loss. Well, they won. So mm-hmm. if the season ended today, what would you do with the Browns coaches? You have four options. Fire them all. Keep Stefanski, but fire both coordinators. Fire only one coordinator or keep everybody. Boy, uh, you know, it, I I think we're at the point now where Kevin Stefanski's job is, is, is probably safe. The team has a heartbeat; they're not quitting on him. So head yes. coach stays. Um, I'm of the belief that I think they do need a change in both uh, defensive uh, coordinator and also special teams. And special teams would be hard because Mike Prefer is and, and Kevin Stefanski are very very close. So that may or may not even happen. But I would argue it's time in both cases. I just think the Browns need a different philosophy than what we've seen from Joe Woods. It's two years in a row now where the defense has started a season off just horribly. And then at the end of the year, yeah, they play better. But I need my defense to play well for 17 weeks. Yeah. You know, not just 10 weeks. Um, And and as we mentioned before, with the kicking game, whether it's been McLaughlin, York, um it's been coverage issues um yeah i i think they needed a, a fresh voice on special teams too so i would i would advocate for two changes yeah i'm with you especially yeah on the special teams and it it's true because okay if you start playing good when and then you still don't make it at, at some point it's just like okay well you're not good enough and why you still have the pieces i don't th- you know i think it comes down to dave of well how does the how do those decisions happen in the building with this collaboration kumbaya what if Stefanski's like those are my guys and everybody else uh, De Podesta, bear whoever want a change or want to like i wonder the pushback because right now it just seems like Stefanski's like hey i'm just happy to be getting five mil a year and be here which i can't believe i did well, and, and let me throw one other thing at you in, in the when the offseason gets here in addition to coordinators 
I wonder if Paul D. Podesta and Andrew Barry go to Kevin Stefanski and say, listen, it's time for you to put down the play card and give the play calling to somebody else. Right. Uh, we need you to be the CEO of this entire 53-man roster, not on game day, not just the offense. We need you, we need you to give that play calling duty to somebody else so you can be more in tune with everything that's happening uh, on Sunday afternoons. What would his reaction be to that? Um, to your to your to your scenario, um, what 35 years ago or so that happened in Cleveland, and that's how Marty Schottenheimer lost his job. At, at, you know, the Browns, keep in mind, for those who are old school fans, you know, Schottenheimer took the Browns to the AFC Central Division Championship, 85, 86, 87. They were a wild card team in 88, but uh, Schottenheimer in 88 was the offensive coordinator and essentially the defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And his brother, Kurt Schottenheimer, was calling, was, was the special teams coach. And Art Modell said, hey, look, you, you got to get somebody else to run the offense for you. And we need to do something. We need to talk about Kurt and Marty Schottenheimer wouldn't have it and ended up uh, they had a divorce and, and it was gone. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but there is precedent to what we're talking about where a front office says, look, you need to do this, this and that with your staff. And the coach balks and says, I'm not going to do it. Interesting. And, and, and I, you know, I like what I see when Alex Van Pelt calls the games the few chances he has. You know, small sample size, but yeah. that's going to be the really interesting part. But I, I agree. I do. I think the one thing you can't have, you know, is I don't know how you sell the fan base that you run everybody back. I guess it would be, oh, Deshaun Watson, we finished strong, but you gotta. There's gotta be some new voices. There's gotta be some new ideas in there at the coordinator level. Yeah, you, you just to me the defense needs to be elevated. I, I just yes. I, I just think it's it needs to be elevated. Um, the one thing I thought we would see more this year from the Browns is actually what we saw Saturday, turnovers, playmaking. We just didn't see enough of that this year. And Deshaun Watson has nothing to do with that. Right. Uh, you know, there, were, there was miscommunication, people not on the same page. Um, I, I just think if you want to be get to that next level, where the the Buffaloes are, the Kansas Cities are, and 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 Cincinnati and Baltimore and all the elite teams, your defense has got to bring it up a notch. And I just don't know if that can happen with Joe Woods. Yeah, I'm 100 with you. All right, Dino, quick look ahead, early look at the New Orleans Saints. Weird team. They don't really have a quarterback. It's Andy Dalton. Who, hey, weather-wise, we say, oh, it's a warm weather team. Andy Dalton with the Bengals knows this division, knows that building. So that's an advantage for them. But they're weird. It was Jameis Winston. Then he broke his back. And then, well, Mike uh, Michael Thomas is out with the toe. You got Chris Olave. The defense is okay. Uh, Taysom Hill's odd. It's a, just a weird concoction. I don't know quite what to make of it. I just am hoping that they make some mistakes and the Browns can pull out a, a close one again. Yeah, they play in, in, in really the worst division in football yeah. has been the NFC South. Right now, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay is your leader in the clubhouse with a below 500 record. It reminds me when the, remember when the NFC West, uh, you, you, you would have all four of those teams below yeah. 500 and you know, somebody has got to get in. It's kind of like that. 
listen, this is the dome team. Um, and I know Andy Dalton's got experience, and I think you make a great point there. He's got experience being in the cold, but you know, this is a large a dome team. They're not gonna want to be out in the cold, they're not gonna be used to this kind these kinds of conditions. So, you know what, you 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 run a heavy dose of Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt at these guys. And you know what? If you win it again, you know, 13-3, 10-3, 6-3, I don't care. So Just what? get the victory. Finish out the right way at home. Remember, it's the last home game of the year. You you finish out yeah. at Washington and at Pittsburgh. Um, I, I I think you just just win it. It's the Al Davis. Just win, baby. Find a way to win, and then go in. Have a merry Christmas, yes. and then let's finish off these last two games. Let's let us be happy. Jarvis Landry comes back too. That's you know, I'm sure he'll get a cheer. Bad yeah, year. For and Jarvis. players were talking about that today. Yeah. It's going to be nice to see him back. Uh, when, when he's on, he's out there Sunday. He's he's a very beloved member of the organization. Yeah, and and rightfully so. Dino, tell people where they can find your great content. You're all over the place. You're doing great stuff. Let us know. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dino Cleveland. Uh, head at WKYC.com. Okay, WKYC.com. Uh, you know, we we post a lot of things about the Browns, the NFL. Um, you know, one thing I've been really proud of this year, we look back at the 10 years of ownership uh, of the Haslam's of the of the Browns, um, because, it, you know, realizing, you know, it's been 10 years and I actually wrote it in late July um, when at the 10th anniversary of when we found out this was happening. Um, so, I mean, it's a couple of months old, but go back and, and read it. And I think it'll give fans a perspective of where this franchise has been over the last 10 years. And, you know, th there is the reason for hope in the future. Sure. Um, you know, they, they, but they, they put all their chips on the table, have the Haslam's on Deshaun Watson and, you know, we'll, we'll see if it works out. It's going to be, it'll be an exciting drama no matter what, but, yeah. uh, uh, but I appreciate the, the shout out Andy. And it's, uh, it, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Oh, oh right back at you. And it, you know what? We can quote the Mad Men uh, phrase when it comes to the Haslam ownership. How's it been going? Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> you know, I love that. I love that line. Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> Not great. Hopefully better. Dino, love you, buddy. Have a Merry Christmas. You too, Andy. Thanks, bud. All right, there he goes, Dave DiNatale from WKYC Senior Digital Content Producer and host in Cleveland, WKYC TV. There you go. Yeah, Jarvis Landry coming back. Andy Dalton makes me actually a little nervous in this because of his experience in the division in the cold. But, you know, is Andy Dalton really going to scare you? Chris Olavre gets neutered a little bit. You still have Alvin Kamara. Taysom Hill's the wild card. You got to, and it's a shame Jeremiah Wusukoromoa is uh, injured because that's the perfect joker. To have follow that. Oh, I, I can't stand Taysom Hill. Mainly, I uh, will talk more about it on Friday's show, but mainly because he's a he's fantasy football poison, people. Fantasy football poison. He ruins fantasy days. And so I hold an, a never ending grudge towards Taysom Hill. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let's just keep winning. Get the, oh, the, didn't that feel good, Browns fans? Didn't that feel good to beat the Ravens? Ooh, oh, I felt good. I had some nice Cleveland whiskey after that one. Nice little pour, little toast. Little middle finger to those Ravens fans, those rappers. Not so loud on social media when you get your butt kicked, are you? Ravens. Oh, they're the worst. So good. So good to beat them. Hopefully, their troubles continue. Now, you know what? You might be having some troubles for your fantasy football team if you're still in the playoffs. You might have won, but there are a lot of injury issues. Maybe you're looking for those great plays on DFS. Let's get to Under the Wire.
Okay, let's look at some of the, oh boy, Jalen Hurts, folks. They say unlikely, they, uh, he's not going to play. Injured shoulder on his throwing arm, went down. Not a good throwing day at all. He threw two interceptions, but he ran in three. Arguably the best quarterback in fantasy football this year. In real life, he's been an absolute stud. Love what the Eagles have been doing. But that means, folks, do we get an early Christmas present of the return of Minshew Mania? Minshew Mania. Gardner, get the mustache out, baby. Minshew. Gardner Minshew would be back at the helm. The cart, the, the glasses, the stash, the bandana. Minshew could be back. What this means. So the question is, look, Gardner Minshew's going to be the most added quarterback in fantasy football this week. No doubt. Now, for DFS, he's still a middle salary, middle of the road type of quarterback. So a nice ad, if you can get in on those contests early for the weekend, that's a nice ad right there because he's right in the middle. Now, you're playing Dallas, and it's such a shame. I wanted Hurts versus Dak, both teams at full strength for that mega showdown. We're not going to get it. Dallas defense, really good. But they have enough weapons. you got A.J. Brown. Remember, Dallas Goddard's back, tight end. Track his health. Make sure he's, he's going to be ready for a full workload. If you were stashing uh, Dallas Goddard, what a treat that is. Get him in your lineup. And the real beneficiary, I think, for the Eagles fantasy-wise is the running backs. Because, like I said, Jalen Hurts ran in three touchdowns. If he's at the line, or in a lot of cases, he's calling his own number or getting it called for him. So now the beneficiary, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, boom, you got to be feeling good. Maybe even a Kenneth Gainwell. Maybe you mix in a bit of Boston Scott. Boston Scott's a little more dicey, uh, but Gainwell could be getting a good workload, certainly Sanders. So don't fear if you're a Sanders owner, this is the week to play him. Now, if you can't get Minshew, you don't like Minshew, another play, Derek Carr. Only 67% rostered, probably still out there. Real life-wise, we know the Raiders are a mess. How fun, by the way, was that Raiders-Patriots <laughs> Oh, if Jacoby Myers wasn't so well-liked, he would have been left in Vegas. Oh, man, was that not hilarious? Hey, you know what? There's a cost at some point to be an SOB grouch for your whole career. And Belichick is feeling it now. Okay? That was hilarious. Uh, and Derek Hart, you got the win in a weird situation, but he got the win. Now, fantasy-wise, okay? This is why we should consider Derek Carr. 17 or more fantasy points in six of his last seven games. Now, it's against a tough but beatable Steelers defense. Okay? That's nothing to sneeze at. You can go get a guy in your fantasy playoffs or DFS contest getting you set between 17 and 20 fantasy points. I'll take that. Now, after that, see if Trevor Lawrence is still available in 25% of most leagues, folks. He's probably gone. Take a look. Sunshine has been a stud. I told you about him last week to go grab him when he was about 25% less owned. Um, you look what he's done. He's been on fire. 21 or more fantasy points in four of his last five. Boy, has he... He has shaken off the stink of Urban Meyer. They are rolling. And speaking of the Jaguars, what wide receiver, people? What wide receiver has old Uncle Andy been telling you about for the past three weeks to go get? Zay Jones. You're welcome. If you started Zay Jones, you probably won your fantasy week. This guy got you over 30, 3-0 fantasy points, 109 receiving yards, three touchdowns. I'm not saying he's doing that every week, but he's been on a run the past month. Zay Jones, I told you, and guess what? He's still available. Let me double check this. Yeah, still available in 45% of most leagues. If you're in your semifinals, go get Zay Jones. Now, keep the volume on. Go get Zay Jones. And DFS-wise, he's still in that 
middle tier price wise. If you put them in a DraftKings contest or something last week, you are absolutely rolling. That's the type of contrarian play that wins you cash. Zay Jones, phenomenal. Absolutely love it. Uh, how about Marquise Goodwin? This is a much more under the wire pickup. 97% availability, 3% ownership only. Why Marquise Goodwin with the Seahawks? Well, Tyler Lockett's going to miss the game most likely with a busted up finger. So that means you know, obviously more of a workload to DK Metcalf, maybe a mix in the, wide, the uh, tight ends a little bit more. But Marquise Goodwin has popped for over 20 fantasy points twice and hit 12 fantasy points on another occasion. There is precedent to it. He has done it. Go there. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, another guy I've been telling you about for a month ago, get still available in 37% of most leagues. Now, talking with Dino about the weather, probably not going to be throwing the ball a lot. But in PPR formats specifically, and I'd say for this week only, in PPR, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, you can go back to week five. The guy's gotten you double-digit fantasy points every week. Like, every week, 13 or more fantasy points in five of his last six. He's developing that real chemistry with Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper, not 100%. But really, the fantasy place for the Browns in that weather, it's it's chubbing up. It's got to be. And listen, you can't discount David and Joko too if he's floating around, right? So there you go. If you have any fantasy football questions, get them in. Hashtag Ask Andy on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns on Instagram at AndyMCSports. Poll results so far. You can still vote at SickPodBrowns on Twitter. Uh, question is, if the season ended today, what would you do with the Browns coaches? Fire all the coaches, keep Stefanski, but fire the defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator. Fire only one coordinator or keep everyone. Leader in the clubhouse. Wow. 45.2% fire all the coaches. I'm a little surprised. After a win. I wanted to do it after a win because after a loss, you just want to fire everybody. They won and you get that. Second place, keep Stefanski, fire the DC and special uh, teams. 29%. Third place, keep everyone. 194 and fire only one guy, 6.5. My vote would be keep Stefanski, fire the two defensive coordinators. I could live potentially with fire one as long as, well, at least one. At least one. Again, ideally two. But leader in the clubhouse, fire all the coaches. You can vote there at Sick Pod Browns. You'll get to some betting advice. Get you those early bird best bets for NFL with week 16 coming up. And now let's get some money earned for NFL week 16, people. Let's get some early bird best bets. I love the worm. I do. It's tremendous work. Okay, people. Interesting week. Interesting past weekend around the National Football League. Injuries to consider. Bad weather in multiple locations. What do we do when you're looking to pop some cash down on the NFL games? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You go to my girl, Taylor Mathis, and she joins us right now. Taylor, how are you? I am doing great. How are you doing, Andy? Doing great. Been way too long. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> work doing an awesome job but we'll, we'll get to all the places where people can see your content because you're everywhere which is <laughs> tremendous uh, but when we're looking at week 16 here like i said there's some big weather games man like cleveland the over under started at 36 i got in then but now it's down to 31 i'm thinking with how bad that blizzard is like yeah. right now I i'm probably taking the under for brown saints what about you I would agree on taking the under in that game. Weather is definitely going to be a factor there. I'm from the Midwest originally, Chicago, if you can see it behind me. 
And I was talking to my mom yesterday. The weather is supposed to be nasty for Christmas this weekend. So I'm expecting a lot of snow. I mean, I hope if the blizzard's not bad, like it's not so bad that they can't play the game. So we'll see how that goes. But I would definitely lean towards towards the under in that one. Well, and so let's talk about that. Chicago um, versus Buffalo, both teams, the, the weather as far as affecting these teams, not a problem. But like you said, if it's if it's bad, that goes down to running the ball and low scoring. That one's set at 40 and a half and eight and a half point dogs, eight or nine, depending where you're looking for Chicago. I'm thinking maybe under and with the way that Chicago can run with Justin Fields, maybe cover. Are you comfortable taking that, the, the, uh, taking the points there? I don't think I would take the points just because I've been burned by Chicago way too much this season. I love Justin Fields as a quarterback, but they just have no weapons around him. I'm really hoping as a Chicago native and for all my family, that's big Chicago fans. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I don't care as much, but hoping they can get some offensive weapons to really help out Justin Fields a little bit right now. He's pretty much all that they have. He just doesn't have an offensive line that can really help him do anything I don't know if I would take the Bears to cover this one. I think I would take the Bills. Uh, but that's just uh, what I'm looking at. Not one of my favorite games to look at per se this week because there's just not anything really at stake. The Bills, they're just playing for home field advantage at this point, and the Bears have been eliminated for a few weeks now, so right. not so much to go off of. So let's talk about your Cowboys here. I'm so disappointed we're not going to see that epic showdown with Jalen Hurts versus Dak at full strength. But the silver lining is for Christmas, we get Minshew mania, Taylor. That's something. We get the stash, the jorts, the bandana's back. Yes, something. Woo. It's something. That game I've been looking forward to for weeks as a Cowboys fan. Cowboys-Eagles is always fun, but especially this year when you have two of the best teams in the league and the top two in the NFC East. I mean, you couldn't write something up that's going to be any better it's lost its appeal a little bit just because the Cowboys did lose this past weekend in overtime to the Jags. Don't get me started on that no. game. It was very disappointing. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts now being out for probable at least two weeks with this shoulder injury, you know, is bringing the Cowboys to a bigger favorite. It looked like six points yesterday. I'm seeing five and a half on some yeah. books. Um, if I'm going to look at a best bet there, I'm actually going to take the five and a half or six points there with Philadelphia, just because I think this game will still be extremely competitive because of the fact that it is a divisional rivalry game. And regardless of the fact that Gardner Minshew is going to be starting at quarterback for the Eagles, I think that they still keep it close. They get it done. I also have another best bet. I actually focus on props mostly. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most props Tuesday aren't released yet. But I do know I will be taking Dak to throw an interception because Dak Prescott has thrown nine interceptions through the last uh, I guess six weeks now since week 10, he's thrown the most interceptions out of any quarterback in the entire league. Ooh. He can't seem to figure that out. And it's really making me mad. Micah Parsons was all about, is it Jalen Hurts or is it the team? We'll find that out for the Eagles this week without Jalen Hurts. But is it Dak Prescott causing problems or is it the rest of the team? My money's on Dak Prescott. So I'm going to take him to throw an interception as well as a prop that I like as soon as that line comes out. I like that prop. I like that a lot. And against the spread, both Eagles and Dallas this year, eight and six against the spread. Um, and last 10, nine and one for Philly, seven and three for Dallas. So I, I like that a lot too. Also, I and 
we'll have to wait till it comes out. I'm kind of feeling because with Jalen Hurts, of course, he will call his own number or have it called for him. Three rushing touchdowns with him out. I'd be looking maybe to see what the rushing yard total is, or maybe an anytime touchdown for a Miles Sanders. Probably, yes, I would think getting some more touches. I would assume so too, especially without Jalen Hurts. You're losing some of that leg power on that offense. So I would also look towards Miles Sanders to have a good game if they decide to go with that run. Hopefully the Dallas defense can step up a little bit because we did not look great last week against Jacksonville. See what we're able to do this week against the Eagles. Well, how about that Zay Jones? Woo! Three tutties. My goodness. Trevor Lawrence looks like, hey, you know what? If we track Trevor Lawrence from the past month, and this is something, you know, depending what props come out this week and the rest of the year, um, where for me anyway, it was kind of, eh, we're staying away from the Jaguars offense. Yes. Maybe we're starting to look at, uh, you know, a little, little bit more positively. Yeah, I actually find the Thursday night football game extremely interesting. The Jets opened as one-point favorites at home. Although they've lost three straight games and they've lost five of their last seven, they're coming off a game against Detroit where New York was up 17-13 to 13 with two minutes left, and they let the Lions score on a fourth and one, and they end up losing the game. And I have a feeling that this line's going to flip-flop a lot throughout the week. I'm taking Jacksonville plus one and Jags on the money line because I like okay. the better odds there. The Jags have been the exact opposite of the Jets as of lately. They've won three of their last four, and they've really demonstrated dominance over the Titans, winning 36-22, to and resiliency against my Cowboys, which that burns me to say as a Cowboys <laughs> fan, but coming back from 27-10, to pushing it to overtime, and then winning on a pick six, momentum right now is in Jacksonville's favor. The offense is really clicking on all cylinders. They rank 12th in points per game, averaging nearly 24 points a game. Trevor Lawrence, like you said, he looks like the number one draft pick that we've yep. all been wanting to see, throwing for over 300 yards in four of his last five, top 10 in passing yards in the league, and only one interception in his last five games. The Jets do sport the fourth best pass defense in the league, but I think Lawrence and the crew are just going to be too much for New York to handle to keep pace up with. So I love the Jags to win outright and the Jags plus one. And if I have to look at props, there's a few that are out already for Thursday night football. Okay. My specialty, I'm going to take Lawrence over 229 and a half passing, and that's also in plus money. That number seems too low to me. And like I said, I know New York is great against the pass. And, but Lawrence also didn't participate yesterday in practice, but I do have faith he's going to play this weekend. And I'll hit this over. He's hit this over in four out of his last five. And his completion rating over the last five is close to 75% as well. So Lawrence over 229 and a half passing for a prop that I like in Thursday night football. I dig that one. And you know, that, his injured toe, he's been managing that. That's been like three right. weeks. So, you know, like, like you said, it, it hasn't on the field been an issue for him. Right. And, and I was just looking at the weather because New York, we know can get cold. Looks like clear, you know, I can see the little moon icon looks okay. No snow 34. So it's cold, but if it's calm and cold, that's okay. Exactly. Clear weather. I mean, Jacksonville obviously doesn't have as much experience playing yeah. in the cold as New York, but I'm hoping that's not a problem for Trevor Lawrence. He just looks too good. It's crazy what Peterson's been able to do with him. A year removed from Urban Meyer, he looks like a totally different player. It's amazing to see. Yeah, he's really shaking the stink off of Urban Meyer. What a disaster. Yes. Almost ruined. Almost ruined. What about the, you mentioned the Lions. What about these Lions? These guys oh, were so conditioned to the Lions sucking and being so bad that you're like, yeah, the Lions are bad. Lo and behold, they're seven and seven. They're rolling. They're believing. 
Uh, against the spread, they're 10 and four, and they're two and a half point favorites against the Panthers. The Panthers, Sam Darnold looks very ordinary. That's in going to be in fine weather in Carolina. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of liking the the Lions to win by to win win by more than that. And I want to know what you think of that, and if there's any props you got for that one, because they they just seem to be all over the place. The Lions. Oh, I I love the Lions. Yeah. I've said multiple times this year, if I was not a Cowboys fan, I would be a Lions fan. I think I'm not alone when I say that I just love Dan Campbell. Watching him this season, well, prior to the season on Hard Knocks, Mm -hmm. I fell in love with that team as a whole. And I just love so many of those guys, and I want them to do well. So I love that they're pushing right now for a possible playoff appearance, too. Obviously, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. They're not winning the whole thing. But I do think it'd be amazing for Detroit to start getting some of that momentum. And to see them in the playoffs would be something special. They're coming off of a great win this past week, as I already spoke to Mm -hmm. against the Jets. Then the week before, I mean, they rolled over the Vikings. So I really love what I'm seeing out of them. I did take Amaran St. Brown over his receiving prop against the Vikings. It did not hit. So I'm a little burned on him lately. Every time I seem to take him, he seems to have a quieter game uh, with his receptions. But I mean, Jamal Williams, take him for an anytime touchdown when that bet comes out. He leads the league in running back touchdowns right now. So that's always a great bet to take. And most of the time it's in plus money. There's no doubt in my mind that the Lions win outright against the Panthers. And I think they easily cover that two and a half points. I'm surprised that spread's not bigger. Me too. Me too. And that's, I always start second guessing because I'll be honest, when that Lions Vikings line came out, I'm like, what, Vegas fall asleep? What's happening? Of course the Vikings are. And then the Lions, do- Vegas knows. Vegas no. always knows. Oh, yes. I t- I've taken the Lions on the money line the past two weekends. I really Ooh. have some faith in them. And Jared Goffs looked very good as well. So that Lions offense, one of the best in the league. I mean, they put up points per game, top five. I mean, you can't go against them. The defense still has work, but they're improving. Especially over the last seven weeks, they've really improved. So things are starting to click for them. They're they're really fun. Okay, Taylor, before we let you go, any other prop plays, bets that jump out to you you want to get out for week 16? Definitely. My best bet for week 16 is at Falcons Ravens. I'm taking a peek at the total, and I rarely bet totals. It's just not really my jam. But I'm going with the under 40 and a half in this matchup on Christmas Eve. I'm like, this is going to be a snoozer because the probable starters under center are Desmond Ritter in his second NFL game for Atlanta and backup Tyler Huntley for Baltimore. Quarterback Lamar Jackson is supposed to start practicing this week, but I feel like the Ravens are being very optimistic in the fact that they think he is going to play on Saturday. I'm doubtful about it. With a rookie and a backup at quarterback, I don't see a lot of points being scored. Ritter threw for 97 yards in 13 of 26. Not exactly lighting up the Christmas tree last weekend. Yeah. And combined, the Ravens and Falcons in week 15 scored just 21 points. Both of these teams sit in the bottom half of the league in total offense. So I love the under in that game. Total sitting at 40 and a half. I think 39 and a half on some books. I like the under at 39 and a half as well. I don't think we're going to see a lot of points. Yeah, I'm with you. And if the Ravens are smart, they'll... You should be able to win this game without Lamar Jackson. You yeah, I, I I would hope so, but you know, they didn't look great. Three points last weekend. They Ooh, sure did, Taylor. The Browns, Browns beat them. The Browns are a little bit better, obviously, than the Falcons. Yeah. The Falcons, especially, just 
have not been great. I will say Tyler Algier is a bright spot on that offense for Atlanta. They definitely found something good in him as a running back. So I think they stick a lot to the ground game as well. They're still trying to feel out Ritter. Um, I like the under for sure, especially if you're going to have a very run heavy game as well with two quarterbacks that don't pass a lot. So the under on the total looks like a great play to me. Yeah, healthy J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards' uh, rushing total, something yes. to look at probably as well. Taylor, tell people, you're everywhere. Where can we find you? Yes, you can follow me on social media. Everything is going to be TMath Sports, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which I don't use as much, but definitely on Twitter and Instagram. I am on all over the place. You can see a lot of my content through social media there with Superbook Sports. I'm on FTN, Fantasy Television Network. Four different times a week, I host and I'm a betting analyst on multiple NFL shows, as well as Sports Grid once a week on Wednesday nights. We cover NBA and NFL on there. And I also do some things with the Better Sports Network throughout the week as well, covering a lot of NBA, MLB when it's that time of the season, because baseball is actually my favorite sport, and NFL. So you can find me all over the place. Anything betting, you will find me there. Love it. Taylor, you're the best. Thank you so much. Let's do it again soon. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me on. All right. There she goes. Taylor Mathis with some best bets and proper. How about that, people? Boom. A little deep dive for you right there. Absolutely. And guess what, Ohio? Guess what, Ohio? January 1st is right around the corner. That's right. If you're a Browns fan, or even if you're not, if you're just in Ohio, or you're passing through Ohio, or you like Ohio, go to Betfred Sportsbook. That's going to be the place. Now, you got your special exclusive big bonus. Guys, it's over a thousand buck bonus for signing up through the link on this page. It's on social media too. It's on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns. But right if you're watching this in the description, you got the link. Click on it. Read how you can get over a thousand buck bonus. Plus, just by registering through that link, you are going to be qualified to win weekly prizes. We already gave away a couple Bengals Browns tickets. There's jerseys. There's autographs. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff just for just for registering, just for putting that deposit in. Okay, so get in there now. Betfred Sportsbook, link right down in the description there. So make sure you get to that. And, hey, guys, the holidays are here. Whether it's a Christmas present for now or, hey, a late holiday present, whatever, or a birthday, check out, this, check out the gear, the sick media gear for the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. I post, I have it right up on my Twitter pinned at AndyMC81. Some really unique, cool brown gear. You got the uh, Chubb Hunt repeat shirt. You got the OHIO, Ohio State shirt, professional fantasy football player shirt, a whole bunch all over Browns, uh, anti-Steelers, anti-Ravens, a little draft day movie uh, homage as well. So all that you can check on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram as well at Andy MC Sports. Make sure to click the notification bell, people. Click that, click subscribe, share, and we'll be back for Friday. Get you ready for the Saints, and let's see if we can keep the good times rolling. Thank you for Taylor Mathis for joining us, for Dave Natale. I'm Andy McNamara, and you've been watching The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.